The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and backroads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. So happy to have you with us. Today, we're going to go back to the Mother Road in the state of Illinois. It's a very great pleasure for us to talk about Route 66. It's so emblematic of what American Road Magazine and Trip Talk are all about. The lady we're going to talk to today, we go big. I mean, if you're going to do this show, aim high. I don't think we get, get higher in this regard. We're going to speak with Carol Sneed. Carol is the board president at the Litchfield Museum and Route 66 Welcome Center in Litchfield, Illinois. Carol, we are so delighted to have you with us and giving us the chance to learn so much about Route 66 in your neck of the woods. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad to talk to you. Carol, I wanted to check in with you right off the bat. What is your personal connection to Litchfield, Illinois? How far back does that go? Because you strike me as somebody who is intimately aware, not only of the history of Route 66 as it passes through Illinois, but of Litchfield itself. Go ahead and introduce us, because I'm sure most listeners, if given the chance, would go there, but most of us haven't seen it yet. Well, I was born here and raised here. I... Uh... Uh, came back after I was in college and taught school here for 30 years, and uh, it's just a great little small town. It's located right on Interstate 55 between Chicago and St. Louis. It is a great location in that you're only uh, less than an hour from St. Louis or less than an hour from Springfield, Illinois, and less than four hours from Chicago itself. But not only that, it is, uh, like I said, a small town, and it still has all of those small-town qualities that we enjoy so much here. Yes, small-town America, a lot of people think it's just vanishing. Personally, I don't, Carol. What I think happened is they built these super highways, the Eisenhower system, after all, kind of kicked the stuffing out of Route 66 and a few other historic highways, though they still remain, even if decommissioned. But what I think is really going on is that we have people moving toward the coasts, just in time for global warming. <laughs> and in Illinois, there are so many places rich with history that people don't see unless they get off the plane, into their car, and go on an adventure to places like Litchfield. So That's it's right. wonderful. And you keep it alive. And you not only keep it alive as a practical matter, Carol, but I congratulate you for creating an aura of veneration for America's past, the past of Illinois, the past of Litchfield, and the past of the Mother Road. That's really in your keeping. That certainly is. Um, and right here in Litchfield, uh, we're kind of one of the iconic spots for Route 66 because before our museum was even built, uh, we uh, have right across the street from our museum the Ariston Cafe, which is the only continuously running restaurant that has remained open all along Route 66 from Chicago all the way to California. It has always been open, never closed for any reason. Plus, it was always run by the same family until recently, and another family that uh, 
uh, live here locally purchased it. So, and it gets thousands of visitors every year. And because of that and because of our museum, we also host thousands of visitors. Last year, in our guest book, we counted up over 7,000 names of people that came through uh, checking out our museum, and they were traveling Route 66. It's just so fun every day to greet these people from all over the world, literally. All over the world. Yes, indeed. And when they are traveling on Route 66 and they get to Litchfield, now there's a little bit of history that remains obscure to me, and maybe you can let the listeners and myself learn more about where you are located. There was a two-lane historic Route 66, and I believe it was in 1940, four lanes were open, but there's something unique about Route 66 and Litchfield, the way it's laid out directionally. Can you explain that? Well, When they first built Route 66, it started in 1924 and 26. They built a temporary route that went from Springfield, Illinois, and it stretched over more towards the west and then made its way through some small towns in that direction. And then they had a permanent route that they uh, had laid out from that went directly from Springfield to Litchfield. And it was built in 1930, and it was a two-lane road as well. So we kind of have these two different alignments here in the middle of Illinois that uh, visitors can travel, and they can do kind of a loop and see uh, various towns that are located in each of these alignments. And right outside our museum, Uh, is the original 1930 alignment, and then you just go a a block away, and there is the 1940s alignment. And it was a four-lane highway uh, back in the 40s, and it closed in 1985 when the interstate opened. But travelers can go on either of these alignments and it's always an adventure for them to navigate but everybody that comes in say they really enjoy that they enjoy seeing the back areas of the route and visiting all of these towns that uh, are featured along the way so yes and in litchfield then if, if not technically a part of it, would certainly be very close to the well-known Heritage Corridor, which takes you to Springfield. That's land of Lincoln country right there. That's and right. It's, it makes it a wonderful place. If you look at the radius of it, it would be so doable for people to get in their cars and to go out. If you're coming down from Springfield, keep going till you get to Litchfield and vice versa, or people coming up from St. Louis. You seem to be perfectly poised for people who want to take in the history, not only of Route 66, but going back to Lincoln and the American historical significance of the place. I mean, you're perfectly positioned. Absolutely, yes. And that is uh, an important stop, I think, for travelers uh, to stop in Springfield. There's a lot to see, and there's a lot of history there uh, about, like you said, like President Lincoln, but also the Route 66 uh, items, too. So, yeah. And you've got a lot of those in there as well. As we speak, I'm on your website, 
dedicated to Litchfield Museum and Route 66 Welcome Center. If you put Litchfield Museum, everyone, just Google it and you're going to wind up there. The website is so readily available. And there are a number of pictures there. And looking at this one on your homepage, Carol, I'm interested in all of those items. And I understand that quite a few of them, if not most of them, were donated. I look at a sign here that says, you can't miss it. It's on 66. There was a time when that's all you needed to say. And you have all of these venerable items inside the museum. That's For that right. reason, I would like to get, let's, let's, Carol, let's go ahead and shift into that gear to talk okay. about the founding of the museum, the funding of the museum, the stocking of the museum, and the personing of the museum with all the people, including volunteers that keep it running and spinning like a top even today. Yes, you are right. Well, in 2011, um, a woman named Martha Jackson uh, got a group of people together to get this museum going. Her husband, who had died several years before, was a Litchfield historian and newspaper editor. And it was always his dream to have a place to store Litchfield history. And so when she found this property, it was right here on Route 66, she and the group decided, well, let's combine the two, Litchfield history and Route 66 history, because we've got a lot of it right along here in this stretch of our territory. So the, they had fundraisers and uh, got the building going, and we today still run on donations only. We're a nonprofit. Um, we feature displays from that include all kinds of Litchfield history dating back to the beginning. Uh, our beginnings were basically uh, the uh, layout of the railroads along this area and mining, farming, and those kinds of things. There was lots of manufacturing here early on in Litchfield, and all of those things are featured inside the museum on displays, whether they are photos or artifacts or other kinds of items. We have displays that uh, include our military and veterans. We've got a pretty impressive layout of that. We also have displays that highlight city government, the fire department, the police, uh, a large display on the history of the schools. We have photographs of every high school graduate from the beginning to the present. <laughs> That was quite an undertaking. Amazing. Our Route 66 displays, they include photos of the early road and construction of the early road. In fact, we even have a photo of a couple of mules that were used in the construction of the road just north of town, which we think are pretty fun. And we have a displays that feature businesses located along this stretch, that included restaurants, motels, service stations. Inside, we have items uh, that are, were iconic back in the day. We have a jukebox. We have books, menus, dishes, clothing, lots of photos. All of these have to do with Route 66 and most of them from businesses here in the area. One of our larger items that we have on display is a 1930 Model A that is owned by a local family. 
another display we have features a man named Bob Waldmeyer. He was a, uh, a man who spent his pretty much his whole life uh, traveling up and down Route 66 from Chicago all the way out to California, and he created artwork. And if you travel Route 66, you see his artwork all along the way. But many of your listeners, I'm sure, are familiar with the movie Cars. The character Fillmore was modeled after Mr. Waldmeyer, and um, we're kind of proud of that because he is from Springfield, Illinois, and uh, has been to Litchfield many times. He's passed away now, but his family kind of carries out his legacy and continues to uh, keep his artwork alive. So, And we also have different photo opportunities for visitors to uh, enjoy while they're here. For instance, we have this huge neon Route 66 museum sign that they can stand next to and um, get their photo taken or they can take photos anywhere inside the museum. Outside, they can photograph the, the building itself, which we're very proud of because it's built uh, sort of in the tradition of a, uh, an older Route 66 building. It is white ceramic tile, and it's uh, blue and white stucco. And at night, it is gorgeous because the top is all lined with neon, and the front is, too. The signs are all real neon, not LED, and um, it just looks beautiful. I love that you said that, uh, Carol, because to me, uh, neon compared to uh, LED, it's, it's like trying to compare pudding made with love on the stove versus the instant stuff, you know? It's just... This is my personal yeah. preference. I like the neon, and I live five years in Las Vegas, so I do know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, too, Carol, in particular. Now, one sign seems to be up there after or as, really, the product of a great deal of loving labor. It says Vic Sulling, if I have the pronunciation correct, S-U-H-L-I-N-G. Vic's sign, Gas for Less. So that must mm-hmm. have been prominent to people happy to find a place where they could tank up there uh, all those years ago how did you manage to build well, this sign or was it rescued okay what the property where our museum used to uh house vic Stooling is how you pronounce it a gas station and so that sign was here when we bought the property and we had it restored uh several years ago to uh, make it brighten it up and yeah it is uh we're pretty proud of that too so yeah, it was that's, here already, and uh, we just had it restored. Yes, and that's the loving attention. And so much of that went into the items that you have. Now I'm really curious, Carol, having seen pictures of all that you have inside the museum, which I certainly hope to visit before long, when you go in, all of these wonderful items, all of them in as close to mint condition as you can make them, because some of them are quite old, actually. This is, after all, an historical place. How did you come by all of these various items? Somebody must have been generous enough to donate these things so that you could display them. Right. Well, when um, Martha and her group got uh, started, she put out a word, you know, for 
Litchfield residents and anyone around that if they had items they wanted to donate to the museum that had to do with Litchfield history or Route 66 history to bring them in. And they started flooding us with photos and items. It was amazing. And, um, but we have committed ourselves to being caretakers of these items. Most of them are donated, and so they belong to us. But we certainly are, like I said, committed to taking care of them. And um, they're very valuable to us in the town. So we were very pleased at the outpouring of such things. And we continue to get items that come in. You know, not every week, but every month we have several things that will come in and um, always amazes us the things that people have found. So we're pretty proud of that, too. I'm sure there are people listening to us right now, Carol, who wonder, what's the vetting process? What are the standards? Now, of course, if something's hanging by a thread, it might not be on display we, unless it can be repaired or restored. I understand that. But when you look it over, how do you evaluate what actually is received and then put on display? Well, um, first of all, if it's significant to Litchfield, uh, it belonged to maybe a longtime resident uh, or a business, uh, if it has some kind of marking on it that is significant to Litchfield, we, we'll take it. Uh, the same with Route 66, especially if it's from a business that used to be along Route 66 or still is along Route 66. Um, usually the condition of an item is not that important because that makes uh, the character of it uh, stand out, I think. So, uh, you know, it's... Uh, we're pretty receiving of most anything that, you know, have those criteria, if it's historic to Litchfield or Route 66. That seems like a very fair process. And, yes, I mean, you would hardly expect that something would show up just brand new out of the box that's been sitting there for 50 or 60 years or longer. It's okay for it to look a little weathered. So do the people who come through to the museum and who remember Route 66 from their childhood. Right, right. Or they'll, they'll come in and they'll see items that were from a business from long ago, and they reminisce about that. You know, and the visitors who are here because of Route 66, that, that's why they're here. They want to see that nostalgia and feel that, and um, it just puts a smile on their face, and it helps them remember simpler times, if you will, and... Um, it's, it's always wonderful to visit with them and um, help them to get that feeling as they come through. To communicate that. That's right. If you've never been on Route 66, you go there. Now you understand all the hubbub, all the celebration. And if you have driven those roads or just been in the passenger seat, it's going to take people back. And this would be thousands upon thousands of people, as you say, from all over the world. That's right. amazing that, that even outside the borders of North America, people fly over, they're visiting America, and they take time to stop in there. That's remarkable to me. It is remarkable. I mean, we're constantly amazed 
um, we'll have people come in and they'll be on a tour from Chicago all the way to California and they might live in Russia or they might live in Germany and they're here just to see us and I think it's so wonderful because they're not just going to the big cities they're seeing small town America and visiting with us small town people which I think gives them a better view of America and uh, I, I really enjoy that we uh, are our volunteer greeters constantly we talk about how we have met someone from a certain country and the things that we visit with them about it's just a lot of fun and interesting so yeah that is always amazing to me i mean we have stories to share about these people and um, probably one of the really thought-provoking ones i had a visitor from england and he he said he had just come down from Springfield, and I said, well, there's not a lot to see between here and Springfield until you get here. And he looked at me and he said, oh, but it's the road. They're so glad to be traveling on that road that is so historic. And um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. And, and many of the visitors seem to feel that way. They just want to be driving on that road and being a part of that. As do I. I get. I stopped in downtown Chicago. I was almost blown off the street with those canyon walls of, of big business. And there was the Route 66 sign. Where Route 66 starts. And I remember standing there having my picture taken. I thought, so this is it. This is this is the place where it began. And there's a magic to it. And it stretches mm -hmm. all the way to Santa Monica, California. But when you're still in Illinois and you get to Litchfield, you can feel that magic of a road that brought people together from all over for all those decades. I, I can get chills talking about it. Anybody who's into road travel, who loves a road trip, is definitely going to appreciate what you have to offer in Litchfield at the museum. And we have to give some, some props here, Carol. There was a grant received from the Corwin Memorial Trust... Let's talk a little bit about that. Corwin Memorial Trust, they thought you were worth investing in. Well, yes, and uh, and a lot of our uh, funding has come from them and other kinds of trusts. So uh, we're very thankful for that. And, and that's uh, a common thing in small towns are those kinds of uh, uh, private trusts that you can uh, – write grants to and receive money, and they help support small-town uh, places like museums, libraries, schools, and things like that. So, yeah, that was a, a wonderful thing. And do you do any sort of, and we can just sort of make a pitch right here, do you do any sort of crowdsourcing to get funds? That's, that's all the rage these days, you know. Well, we... We have a donation box, of course, and we do small fundraisers. Right now we're having a, a quilt raffle. Uh, we have had uh, other small fundraisers, but um, for the most part we rely on our donations from uh, our visitors, uh, some of the businesses around town, and, um, and they're, they've been very generous, and we're very pleased with that. 
and what you just indicated about how you fund, it's not the only source, of course, but when people are putting money in a box and you're selling quilts and all that, you are just the epitome of small town America. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this is this is how we operate, I guess. <laughs> I think that's great. Carol, if people want to go and visit, let's get down to the nuts and bolts. Where exactly are you located? What are the hours? Is there free admission there too? There is. There's wow, free that's admission, great. sure. Yeah, we are right. Uh, our address is 334 Historic Route 66 in Litchfield, Illinois. Uh, you can't miss it. There's signage from the minute you get to town. And we are open from April to October. We're open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 4, and Sunday, 1 to 4. We're on our winter schedule right now, which is November through March, Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 4. <clears throat> and our website, of course, is litchfieldmuseum.org, and all that information is there on the website. Yes, indeed. Yes, it is, L-I-T-C-H, litchfieldmuseum.org, and a lovely website it is. I hope that you keep attracting many thousands of visitors. What a rewarding trip it is, getting off the main highways, finding out what small-town America was and is like by the people who are perfectly prepared to tell the tale, not only of Litchfield, but of Route 66. Right. Carol Sneed, I am so delighted that you joined us today. Continued success to you. You are the president of the board, and you've got people there who are worthy stewards of a wonderful heritage in the state of Illinois. So I congratulate you on your success, and I admire your tenacity in keeping it going. Well, it's not just me. We have a wonderful group of people that we work, and it's it's fun. It's not just work. It's fun. We really enjoy it. We're dedicated to uh, keeping this going, and um, uh, we are passing that on to others to do as well. So I thank you for your time. I really enjoy talking to you. Likewise, certainly, Carolyn. When I get to Litchfield, and I will— I hope I'm picking a day when you were there. How about I give you a heads up so we can chat sometime over coffee? That would be a pleasure. I would like that. Thanks so much. And thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, you just found out about Litchfield, Illinois, and more about Route 66. Make your plans. Thanks so much for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk. Along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine, we remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com to preview the current issue. Until next week, drive safely and dream well.